Hold on. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Kobe and Adrian Unfiltered. I am Kobe Washington. That's Adrian holding up. We got a football jam-packed show for you guys today. Adrian, man, football is back, man. How did you like how did you like what we saw from week one, man? Well, you know, my team won. So, you know, my team is the only team out of our teams to win yeah. week one. And I was feeling really good, even though I, I um almost had a panic attack, which was uh watching that yeah, game. Yeah, I, I, I saw I, I saw kickers botching field goals. Uh no, your kicker missed twice before he finally won the game. Oh man, I mean and you know well, what made my weekend can... even better? No, what made my weekend even better? Watching them Dallas Cowboys lose oh, yes, once definitely, again. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, you know, you know, one thing I can't say about the Steelers game is that Jamar Chase did my fantasy right. Okay, so, yeah. But no, let's bro get got me the points I needed, but still. His oh. oh, I took a dub my first week. I took a oh, great dub. Jerry I'm in Judy. two leagues. Jerry Judy. One, I took a dub. Jerry Judy came in clutch last night. Jerry Judy came in clutch last night. We'll get into those boys. Unlike we'll Wilson. Him. But that's, yeah, we're that's... getting to their team later. We're getting to their team later. Um, let's start off, man. First, we got some major injuries around the NFL already. It's only week one. Some may two star players are out after week one with serious injuries that will be that will help hold them out at least a month or two, month and a half, two months. Uh, T.J. Watt tore his pec in the first game, and Aaron Rod, Aaron Rod, I'm sorry, and Dak Prescott injured his throwing hand in the game against the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos? The game against the Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll talk about the Broncos later. Um, Adrian, two significant injuries already at the start of the season, and it's only been week one. Do you, how, do you think that they will see more significant injuries, or this was just a little, you know, probably a little unprepared for the season? Who knows? But two Major blows to two teams. You know, arguably, you could say both teams' best players goes down with these with this injury. Even though they will be back, what does this say for other players around the league? You know, seeing two major stars like this already out with injuries. Well, I mean, it wasn't even just two major stars. There were a lot of injuries first week. I mean, You're like, right. and it was like surprising. Like, you, it's like every other place someone's going down. You're like, what's going on here? Like why is this happening? Right. But I, 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 I do think I, I hope that these are you know the last like significant injuries that we see, the last like horrible injuries we see. But in football, it's you never know. Right. But I think to the other players, just just says like maybe like, I mean the injuries they did that when the plays that you know the injuries did take place. T.J. Watt made a fantastic tackle. He definitely did. I saw the play. He got injured. He made a fantastic And tackle. then, like a and responsible athlete, he knew right away, and he walked off field. Instead of trying I, to play I with say, the injury, he knew. Right. I can say the same about Dak. You know, I watched the play he got hurt on, you know, because I was watching the game live, you know. And, you know, it didn't look too serious when it happened. But, you know, once they put the backup QB in, that's when I knew – his injury was kind of serious. I thought maybe he would just be done for the day, you know, because they were already, I think yeah. at the time, they were already down 19 to three at the time, if I'm correct. Yeah. So I didn't, so I'm pretty sure Mike McCarthy, I thought, I thought Mike McCarthy was just being smart. I was like, you know, just take him out. Don't risk any more further injury. The game's already over. We'll just be back next week. 
you know, and then it came out that he'll be missing, you know, a good six to eight weeks, you know, to get surgery on his hand. So, um, yeah, like, like you, I agree. You know, I hope these are the least of the problems that come with injuries, you know, especially to the star players, you know, because we've waited a long time to see these guys back in action and to see them get hurt so early into the season. Yeah. It does suck. It does suck. And, you know, these two, and like I say, you know, these two are arguably the two best players on their team. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, TJ Watt is really the heart and soul of that Steelers defense and reigning Dak defensive Prescott, player of the year. Right. And Dak, right. And Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He's your franchise player. So, We'll just have to see how both of these teams fare without their two, without their star players. You know, hopefully it doesn't. I don't think this. I don't think T.J. Watt's injury is going to be too bad for the Steelers. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be too bad for the Steelers. But I do, I do think Dak's injury is going to be very significant for the Cowboys. Oh yeah, and I mean the, the Cowboys, Cowboys were not looking hot regardless. So right, you know their defense. Their defense still thing. Micah Parsons, we know how good he is, but there's only. So much defense can do. You yeah. know, it's your offense that got to put up the points. So, yeah, we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, I agree. Um, on, to our, on to our next topic, Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty, the man we all know and love. We love how we love Joe Shiesty over here. Big Joe Shiesty stand. Um, he did not play to his standards. He did not look like Joe Shiesty. He looked like Joe he looked like Joey Wonder out there. He was, he was just throwing straight Stevies. Four interceptions to the Steelers defense, although he did end up bringing them back to potentially with, win the game. You know, their kicker botched the field goal. We'll get into those later. We'll get into that later. They ended up, they ended up ultimately losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime by the score of, what was it, 26-23? 20, no, uh, 20, 2023. 2023, I said 26-23. I knew one team scored 20. I'm gonna start off with you because this is your division rival. Uh, do you think that it's just first season jitters? Because we, you know, well, not first season jitters, new season jitters. Because you know, he was coming. Apparently, he was coming off an injury that kind of kept him limited this off season. So, do you think that this performance was just, you know, him kind of again acclimated back into the game? You know, after coming off after a limited off season or it's just, just more to come from uh, Joe Burrow. Honestly, I think this is just for uh, new season jitters. I mean, he was limited throughout the offseason, and he did show glimpses of the Joe Burrow that we know and love, but his offensive line wasn't really holding up. He had a scramble right. a bunch, and a lot of the passes were not going through. Pittsburgh's defense was amazing as always, and um, – Honestly, I, I think we're going to see more of the great Joe Burrow, and I think this is just, you know, a one-game thing. And if it continues to happen, then I'll start to be concerned. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we have anything to be concerned about when it comes to Joe Burrow because he is coming off a great season. He's coming off a fantastic season, and he wants to recreate that. He wants to make it back to the Super Bowl. And not only right. does he want to make it back, he wants to win because right. he wasn't able to win last time. Right. So I think I think he's gonna I think next week he's gonna come back better than ever. And I think they play hold on, let me check. I forgot who they play. I don't think they play. 
play anybody good. Man. They play. Oh, no, they play on the Cowboys. Actually. Yeah, they, they play, play the Cowboys. Switch W right there. W right there. I'm yeah, that should be a W for them. That should be that should be a bounce back game for them. That should be a yeah. You're right. But I'm, I mean, the Bengals issue in that game in the game with my Pittsburgh Steelers was just that they're turning the ball over too much. They could not keep the football. Right. And that is concerning. But then, and it wasn't just Burrow playing who was off. The whole team was really off. Right. So you I think they need to step for, up the game. Right. You know, for a team to be as off as they were, you know, to only lose by three points, you know, you can look at that and um, you can look at that and still be happy with the outcome. You know, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you don't always want to lose, but to play as poorly as you could say the Bengals did and to only lose by three points and still had a chance yeah. at the end of the game to win the game, you know. I mean, they I ran down to the final seconds in overtime. Right. right, and I wouldn't, like you said, I really wouldn't put too much concern into it, you know. You know, um, new season jitters, you know, he's, like we just said, he's coming off a limited off season, so I think it's going to take him a little while to get acclimated. You know, this next game against the Cowboys, you know, not saying it's not going to be a tough game, but, you know, they don't have this starting quarterback. You know, it does. your defense should step up against their offense. And, you know, we got to see how this all-line is really going to be because, like you said, his O-line really didn't protect him again. And that was the issue that the Bengals had last year, even though it was hidden because of the play of their the rest of their offense. Because of yeah, the and that also took place in Joe Burrow's yeah. rookie season when he was out with right. the ACL injury. And that happened because of the offensive line. Right. And like I said, you know, this the struggles of the offensive line were shattered by the play of Joe Mixon, the play of the receiving core, the play of Joe Burrow. So and you know, they signed Leo Collins from the Cowboys this season, you know, to help with those offensive line struggles. And right now it's not looking like it's helping at all. But like you said, maybe it's just first game jitters. You know, maybe they'll collectively pick it up as the season goes on. We'll have to wait and see. But as of now, you know, the Bengals did not look good and I agree with you. Like I said, I don't put, I don't think there's any concern. There should be any concern coming from Cincinnati at this very moment. Still a long season, just the first game. They'll find, they'll find a way to pick it up. Remember, this team just came off a Super Bowl run where they possibly, where they could have won the Super Bowl. You know, they had a chance yeah. to win the Super Bowl. So, so boy, Matty Stafford, stop. Right. With this team, this team is very talented. This team is very young, and I think they'll, I think they'll figure it out. At yeah, I do too. And they have a great head coach. Right. Right. So let's get into our last and final topic. Yesterday night, Monday night football, Russell Wilson returned to Seattle, was spoiled by Geno Smith. Yes, that's right. You guys heard that correctly. It came out my mouth correctly. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks spoiled Russell Wilson's return to Denver. I mean, return to Seattle. In a very close game that came down to the wire where the Denver Broncos coaching staff elected to kick a 65-yard field goal instead of giving Russell Wilson the chance to get down the get some more yards on fourth and five. Adrian, Adrian, Russell Wilson had some choice words for the decision making at the end of the game. And uh Adrian, let me ask you, do you agree? With Russell Wilson, do you think they should have put the ball back in Russell Wilson's hands, or do you think they made the right decision in kick and in, in kicking that sixty-five yard field goal? 
I think they should have called a timeout with 50 seconds to go instead of letting 30 seconds run off the clock. That's what I think. That too. Well, done. that too. That too. If you, if you saw, you know, Peyton was trying to – Peyton was – Oh, my God. Peyton, like, uh, Peyton forgot Peyton he wasn't was like, the um, Somebody called timeout? Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with Russ. I do. I think they should have put the ball back in his hands. But I understand where the coaching staff is coming from. They just wasted 30 seconds. Right. That's a whole half a minute out of the quarter, and this is the final minute of the quarter. Right. And they have a good kicker. It just didn't go their way this time. But you have to be able to trust the man that you just gave $250 million. Right. They just signed a huge contract. They just signed to a huge contract. Yeah, they just signed to a huge contract. If you better give him that money, that football, he better have had that Yeah, you have to trust Wilson. I was questioning the play when I was watching it, too. You know, I was just sitting here watching it, and – I saw him. It looked because after he got after the third down play, it looked like he. I saw Russ going like this, so it looked like he was gonna go for it. But then I saw him trot to the sideline, and they said the field goal unit was coming out. I was like, huh? But then you know, remember they end up kicking the field goal the first time, but Seattle have called the timeout, so that field goal didn't count, and that ball was wide, wide left. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that wide, should be a sign to hey. How about we so that that's team? what I'm saying. That should have been a sign to you know. You guys had 20 seconds left, and you got all three of your timeout. I'm pretty sure if Russ picks up those extra five yards, you get a little closer, you could call, you could call your timeout. You know exactly. what I mean? They could call the and knowing and Russ, he would have got closer goal. and closer. Right. And the way, and you know, even though Seattle's defense was playing out of its mind, they're playing great. Um, they're playing great. I still think Russ could have got that five yards. I really do think Russ could have got those five yards, kept the drive going. And I think he would have been able to put them in better position to kick a shorter field goal instead of uh, instead of that long of field goal. Yeah, I don't Denver know. needs to trust Wilson. Right. You did not. Right. You did not get a Super Bowl those, winning quarterback to right. you kick didn't a sixty-yard field goal. If you you should know that Wilson is well than capable of marching it down the field with twenty seconds to go and getting you closer to then kick a field goal. Right. Because I think it would have taken a miracle for them to score a touchdown. But at least tie the game, go in overtime, and Wilson will show you why you gave him that money. Right. So I think it's ridiculous how Denver didn't even attempt to get let Wilson get the ball. But, yeah, I'm still – who who was telling – because Wilson is smart enough to know when the time is running down like that, you got all three of your timeouts to call a timeout. Who was telling him not to call a timeout? I, I, I'm wondering the same thing too. Like I'm wondering who was telling them not to call timeout. I think I'm pretty sure they felt like they could get. I'm pretty sure they felt like they were gonna get a lot more yards on that drive than they originally got. And you know the way the refs were calling the game, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like the way the refs were calling the game. I thought the refs were calling a terrible game yeah. in general. Like there was a lot of penalties that went Seattle's way that I didn't agree with. There was a lot of things that also happened on Denver's side that I didn't agree with. I think one of the plays I didn't agree with was they gave um, one of the Denver linebackers a taunting call after he made a good tackle. He barely even stood over the guy. They gave him a taunting call. That gave Seattle an extra 15 yards which kept their drive alive. You know, yeah. even though even though I feel like, you know, both teams, they played a little sloppy. There was a span where it was like they went like back-to-back-to-back turnovers. If I'm correct, I think I – think Denver fumbled, Seattle got the ball. Then Seattle fumbled. Denver drives all the way down the field and fumbles on the one-yard line. 
Seattle gets the ball back. It was just a sloppy yeah, game. Overall. It was a sloppy game of football. It was a sloppy and game. Both overall. teams need to definitely work on that. I did like what I saw from Geno Smith, though. Right. And I, I love the quote he like said at the end of the game. They tried to write me off, but I didn't sign the paper. Or I, I still didn't write can't believe. I still, you know, Adrian, I still can't believe I really just said Geno Smith outdoed Russell Wilson. That, yeah, that's – this is the same guy who played for the New York Jets. Oh, my God. Geno Smith looked like an elite quarterback yesterday night. You know how you know how awkward that sounds saying? Yo, I think Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp said the same thing. The Denver defense made Geno Smith look like a Hall of Famer last night. Oh, yeah. Man, that Honestly, I did miss Peyton and Eli's Monday night football. You know, I'm just glad football is back. But I'm just yeah. glad sports are back in general. Oh, yeah. I'm glad sports back in general. You know, I'm still watch. I still watch sports over the summer because you know I watch WNBA and you know shout out to Connecticut Sun because they're in the WNBA finals right now against the Los Oh Vegas. really? Yes, uh, we made it back to finals. We ended up beating Candace Parker in the Chicago Sky out. So we're in the finals against the Las Vegas Aces. We're down 1-0 right now. Actually, we play tonight at nine. So make sure you guys tune into that. I'm gonna tune in tonight. I'm definitely. Gonna I'm tune in. tuning in. I oh, love I'm tuning in now. And I love basketball and. You know, these I'm just gonna say it right here, right now, Adrian, these women got some talent, man. I they need they need more recognition, bro. They they got some talent, man. Their games are very interesting. And you know, I get a lot of people don't watch because they're not as athletic as as men are, but these women got some talent, man. These these women are are fantastic ball players, man. I you love know, you know what confuses me is when people don't I mean, like I've been trying to watch that WNBA more. Is how people love co- uh, girls' college basketball. Right. right, they love it. I mean, you can see so many posts about how great the Yukon Huskies girls' basketball team right. is because that woman's They're team great. is extremely talented. Yet, That's no one talks great. about the WNBA. And the where do you, where do you think great. those girls are I'm gonna going? Tell you, I'm gonna tell you this much. I'm gonna tell you this much right here, right now, Adrian. Most of the WNBA's best talent comes from the Huskies. I mean, Diana are Tarassi, we are we are we really surprised? Diane Tarasi, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, Tina Charles. Come on, it's just. So I mean, many are we names really surprised? No, but it's just so many names I can name. I'm I'm yeah. not even even Maya Moore, even though she's not she doesn't ball anymore. But man, three time WNBA champion. Come on now, but hey man, hey man, that's the end of the video, man. I mean, not even the video. That's the end of the show, man. Glad you hope you guys tune in. Hold on, Adrian. Give me one second. Hope you guys can tune in. Hope you guys are tuned in and the action never stops. Action never stops. That's Adrian Hosen off, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.